This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Over the next few weeks, our mission is to bring you interviews with key leaders and community members with information you can use while we work together to navigate the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Tallahassee Business Podcast is presented by the 223 Agency, a digital relations firm. Hey there, Tallahassee. Jay Rebel here. Welcome to another edition of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are delighted to have you listening with us once again, even in these strange and unfortunate times. Um, as we, you know, we have continued to bring the show to you on a weekly basis during the COVID-19 crisis, and we continue to drive a great deal of information to all our members in the broader Tallahassee community about ways that your business and your life can get put back on track after we get through this very trying and difficult time. Today on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest with us, uh, someone who I think is one of the preeminent business leaders uh, in all of the state of Florida. Uh, we have Mark Wilson, President and CEO of the Florida Chamber of Commerce with us today, folks. And if you have not been familiar with Mark and the work that the Florida Chamber does in the past, you should know something to start. Our Chamber of Commerce works very closely with the Florida Chamber of Commerce and a network of other chambers from throughout the state of Florida to make sure that our businesses here on the local level are as well-informed as possible about all the issues facing businesses in the Sunshine State. And Mark is the leader of that organization, is someone that a lot of our peers look to for guidance, for advice, uh, and for even inspiration on how we can do what we do so well. And I'm just thrilled to have Mark on the show today to talk to us a little bit about the statewide impacts of COVID-19 and what you should be knowing on the local level about the impact of Chambers of Commerce. So without further ado, Mark Wilson, welcome to the show. Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your leadership. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, I was mentioning earlier that uh, you guys have just done a tremendous job of making sure uh, relevant content continues to come our way on a daily basis. Uh, it's a rapidly changing and evolving set of scenarios that businesses are dealing with, uh, and we appreciate your leadership. And, you know, to just kind of jump right into this, Mark, how would you say the Florida Chamber of Commerce has been responding to this pandemic? Well, Jay, first of all, again, thank you to you and Sue and the Tallahassee Chamber and your board of directors. I, I think what we have is, you know, we have 185 countries around the world that are dealing with this this pandemic. And, you know, here in Florida, we have 405 cities uh, and 67 counties, and everybody's trying to figure out, you know, when is the peak and what does this mean and how long is it going to go? So, at the Florida Chamber of Commerce, you know, of course, we have members in every industry sector and in every size from Pensacola to the Keys. And our fundamental purpose right now, Jay, is we're trying to unite the business community throughout Florida to make sure that a common set of, of facts and data are used in terms of what do we know about the virus, how long is it going to be around, what are the best ways to contain it. Um, so that eventually, you know, our focus is all about how do we generate more business activity in Florida? How do we create more jobs? How do we get the economy growing? Uh, that's what we've always been about, Jay. And, you know, as we, as we think about this pandemic, the Florida Chamber of Commerce's focus is how do we restart our economy? How do we keep everybody safe? And what does that look like as we go forward? So, I mean, we're doing everything you would expect. Um, you know, we're working closely with uh, the governor's office, with agency leaders, 
uh, with healthcare leaders, uh, with, you know, including the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. We're working with all of the leading local chambers of commerce throughout Florida to, to both share information but also begin to put a framework together for how we restart Florida's economy. That's going to be vital. One of the, the great resources that your team has been producing for local chambers is a weekly call, a Zoom call, uh, that you host along with uh, some of your staff, including Dr. Jerry Parrish, where you dive into, like you said, the facts. You dive into the numbers and the data that's available uh, and the strategies that, um, that that are out there for how we're going to get our economy back on track. Uh, can you can you give us a little insight just for our listeners? What kind of messages you're trying to share uh, with Florida's leading business organizations? Yeah, of course. And remember, you know, local chambers of commerce are are, are not only the leaders of their communities, you know, uh, but also they're small businesses too. And so many local chambers of commerce around Florida. There's there's really three things that we're encouraging everybody to think about. One is you know. As small businesses, chambers of commerce themselves have to weather this storm and, and they have to be innovative and think about, you know, how do chambers serve their members through this, this pandemic and this crisis, but also stay financially viable so that they can be strong for their communities and their business communities after that. The, the second uh, area that we're focusing on, Jay, is chambers of commerce are in a very unique place because there's no other organization at the community or state level that pulls together uh, such a, a unique cross-section of all of the industries from from tiny micro businesses that are still starting in their living room you know all the way up to our largest employers in in leon county uh, in fact in the region for that matter and so you know, what we need to do is um, chambers of commerce have the ability to share information. So the Tallahassee Chamber is on my weekly webinar, and you're hearing what they're doing in Naples and what they're doing in Miami and what they're doing in Jacksonville and Palatka and, you know, Tuag. And I think it's incredibly important that we're all sharing that kind of information. The, the third area that we're focused on is I, I don't think there's a person um, in North Florida who thinks that the world's going to look the same when we come out the other side of this. And so chambers of commerce have this unique ability to learn, you know, what, what type of innovation is taking place. Think about remote work. Think about telehealth. Um, just think about the advances in technology that, frankly, the if there's a possible upside to this global pandemic, is it may have accelerated the adaption of technology and remote work by five, maybe seven years. Um, and so, you know, we're trying to help um, communities through their chambers of commerce really see, you know, what's the future going to look like. So when we do eventually recover and come out the other side, we have a good sense of what that looks like. You know, one of the things that's perhaps the most unique about this crisis compared to other crises that pop up from time to time is that it, it, it's universally affecting everyone. Uh, and when you think about a state like Florida, to your point, from Pensacola all the way to the Keys, uh, there, there's no one-size-fits-all response, but there are things that, that are working, there are things that are needed, and there are resources that are needed uh, from both the state and federal level. I know, you know one of the things you all do so well at the Florida Chamber is just having that regular, steady interaction with our elected officials at the statewide level and on the federal level. What are the things that, that you all are trying to communicate to our elected officials right now uh, that you think will make the difference for business once we get 
both in this moment and, and on the other side of it? Yeah, Jay, that's a great question. And you know, obviously, I'm on um, I'm on the U.S. Chambers Committee of 100, so we're working very very closely at the federal level. Uh, the Florida Chamber Board has had calls with uh, Senator Rubio and Senator Scott. Um, and obviously, on the federal level, we've invested. Taxpayers have invested about five trillion dollars in relief packages so far. And I think, you know, when you look at the impact on hospitals and on local government that this has had, you know, clearly the, you know, we're running out of money to loan to small businesses already, uh, even with the CARES Act, you know, and there's going to be a fourth package, possibly a fifth package. So I don't know how many more trillions is going to go into this, but, you know, we're, the Florida Chamber is working very closely um, with, with, with our teammates in Washington, but at the state level, I couldn't be more impressed with the way Governor DeSantis has approached this whole pandemic. You know, and we we didn't do what other states did, where it was a one-size-fits-all. Um, we've actually take we've taken an approach that's very surgical. So, you know, what we do in one sector of the economy, look at look at restaurants as an example, might be different than what we do in say construction or manufacturing. And so, you know, what's happened in Florida is you, you have Mary Mayhew, who's the Secretary of ACA. You have General Rifke, Scott Rifke, our Surgeon General. You have, uh, you know, obviously the Department of Emergency Management with Jared Moskowitz. The four of them, including Governor DeSantis, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed with the way that they're using data. Uh, they're using models from other countries like South Korea. Uh, they're looking at what has not worked, like in places like New York. You heard Governor Cuomo say maybe it was, you know, maybe it wasn't too smart to do a complete statewide shutdown. And so Florida's been learning from other countries and states, but we've also been incredibly nimble. I'm so impressed at how quickly we're making changes. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, beyond working with the governor, obviously we're staying in very regular contact with with many in the legislature because. Whether we end up in a special session or whether we have to do something in the fall when they come back, clearly there's going to be uh, a big call and a big need to make some immediate changes uh, to the way you know uh, to the way government's funded, the way government works, and those will be difficult choices. And of course, the Florida Chamber will be right in the middle of them. Mark, one of the things that your team and your your Florida Chamber Foundation team. Uh, does a tremendous job of doing uh, on an everyday basis is tracking the health of the Florida economy. Uh, I'm always impressed with Dr. Parrish's work. We've had him on the podcast before. Uh, you know, it's it's very clear from the data that is available that Florida does have one of the most vibrant economies in the U.S. Uh, and really in the world. Um, you know, and I think one of the things that you all have been great champions for is the continued diversification of that economy. Um, obviously, to your point earlier, things are going to be a little different on the other side of this. There's big impact to hospitality industry and travel. But what do you think the future of the Florida economy looks like in, as, as it evolves on the other side of COVID-19? Yeah, so Jay, that's the $64,000 question. And, you know, if you think about how quickly things change, right? So if, if we would have been on this podcast 60 days ago and you would have said, Mark, you know, tell us what the Florida Chamber sees for the future of Florida in, say, the year 2030. What, what I would say is, you know, we, we are the 17th largest economy in the world. We got a $1.1 trillion economy. And Florida, Florida's economy grew by more than the entire economy of Mississippi in the last 18 months. 
And also, we talk about diversification of our economy. Florida is the 20th most diverse economy in the United States. And, and, you know, 60 days ago, we were creating one out of every 10 new U.S. jobs. You know, now look at where we are right now. You know, it's going to be a while before the final numbers come in. But but clearly, um, you know, Florida's diversification in our economy is going to help us um, you know, as we go forward. But, Jay, some of the projections we've seen from some of the national economists that have looked at, at some of the global trends, you know, we, we could see the, the deepness of this recession, you know, when the second quarter's over. This could be three to four times as deep as even the 2008 recession. Um, I've seen models that say we could recover maybe by the end of 2020 or early 2021. Jay, let's keep in mind that, you know, before we can recover our economy, we first have to get the virus in check. And what we've looked at, if you look at Hong Kong, if you look at Singapore, if you look at countries um, and territories that are, say, four to eight weeks ahead of Florida um, on the other side of COVID, they've started to reopen their economies. And in some cases, like Singapore and Hong Kong, They've actually had to start closing them down again. They've had to reclose schools. They've had to reclose office buildings. They've had to restrict travel because the spread started again. And so ultimately, you know, down the road, there will be a vaccine for this. We ha- we have the best healthcare professionals on the planet in the United States, and there's a lot of research going on right now. In the meantime, we have to solve our health crisis before we can get our economy and fully recover it back to where it was before. So, Jay, you're asking what does this look like on the other side? Um, First of all, the other side is probably going to be a slow and very methodical, uh, sort of very nimble approach to where we go. But, again, Florida was the 17th largest economy in the world when we went into this. And I think this gives us a chance to reimagine, you know, what does the future of Florida look like? How do we accelerate certain industries. Think of think of the bio industry, right? So there's going to be a whole new industry spawned from this about making sure these kinds of pandemics don't happen in the future. And think about Florida State University, think about FAMU, we we and think about TCC. We have Florida has the number one rated colleges and universities in the United States for three years in a row. So our higher education system and our research system is uniquely positioned to perhaps be the global epicenter of what the future of research and development looks like. So we're, you know, I can't tell you that we're excited about the situation that we're in right now, but I can tell you I'm very optimistic. When we think about securing Florida's future and we think about the assets that we have, um, I, I think Florida's got a lot of things going for it that other states and other countries wish they had. You know, I think that's well said, and I think being optimistic uh, is an important thing uh, right now, and uh, among the many reasons to be optimistic, to your point as well, is Florida does have some of the best leaders and some of the best business leaders in all of our country here in the Sunshine State. And I wonder, you know, through the conversations that you have with people on a daily basis, and maybe this will be a good sign-off question, what are the things you're encouraging Florida's business leaders to be thinking about right now? Well, look, as much as I'd like everybody to think that this is like a light switch that we can pick some kind of magic date and reopen our economy, uh, the reality of it is that that's just not uh, reality. And if we look at other countries, I I think what business leaders in Florida can do right now is, is really study 
what what is actually happening in other countries that are you know three four eight weeks ahead of us on this on this curve i you know some countries are you know taking the temperature of employees every time they come in to work you know some countries are exponentially ramping up their testing and then do immediate quarantines um, we've you know we've even looked at um, at uh, what kind of jobs can be done in Florida, you know, where you can be social distancing at the same time? And, you know, when you look at counties in Florida, if you look at Dade, Broward, uh, Palm Beach, you know, the outbreak there, the spread there, um, they still have, you know, in some cases, 17, 18% positive tests. I think Leon County right now is at about 6 and so the first thing we have to do is stop the spread. And what I would encourage every business leader to be thinking about is, you know, what does that look like when your employees are coming back into the office place? We're never going to be like we were before. You know, we have to put the safety and the health of our employees above everything else. And then as we start opening back up, uh, Jay, one of the things we've got to be thinking about is this has disrupt, disrupted the global supply chain. So you may think that you're going to go back to business like you did before, you know, even even rockets and rocket launches. You know, some of the third-tier, fourth-tier suppliers um, have gone out of business. Whether that's permanent or temporary, we don't know. So it, it could take, you know, 12 to 18 months for supply chains to come back on. So businesses should be thinking about, you know, what does the next two months to two years look like you know, where would you get supplies from? Um, how much work can be done remotely? The businesses that are the most nimble, the businesses that can figure out how to operate in an ever-changing environment, they're, they're going to be doing great. If, if there's a business listening to this podcast who thinks that there's a magic date uh, where you can just, you know, go back into the office, turn the power on, turn the light switch on, fire up the computer, and you're going to be fine, those businesses are probably going to be out of business by the end of the year or middle of 2021 would be my guess. And we don't want that for anybody. So, Jay, I appreciate the leadership that you and Sue and the Tallahassee Chamber are providing. I um, look forward to continuing to work with you as, as we try to secure all of Florida's future, and especially right here in the Capital Region. Well, thank you, Mark. We sure appreciate you and your time here today, uh, as well as the leadership that you and your team continue to show through this. It's been very valuable for us. Uh, very meaningful for very many businesses across the state of Florida. And, folks, if you want to learn more about everything that is going on at the Florida Chamber of Commerce and all of the resources that are available there uh, for Florida businesses, I encourage you to visit flchamber.com so you can get the full understanding of everything that's happening in the Florida economy on a day-to-day -day basis right now and understand what our Florida Chamber of Commerce and the collection of chambers throughout the state are doing to benefit businesses in the long term for Florida. Mark, thanks again for your time. Can't say how much we appreciate you. Thanks for your leadership, Jack.